0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, August 1st, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tiamanini. James is out seeing the second stage New York premiere of Tracy Letts' Mary Paige Marlowe. So I'm here on my own today. James texted me after the show and said that he really enjoyed it, which is not the uh, feeling that I had afterwards. So I'm starting to think that maybe I shouldn't go see shows early in their preview process because every time I do, seemingly I dislike it. But by the time it opens, everybody else loves it. So it's either that it gets better during the preview process, or I just don't know what I'm talking about. Although, that's a really great transition to our first story. First up, I have not been shy about my complete and utter ambivalence to the musical Come From Away, despite the fact that pretty much everybody I know raves about how impactful this show is. Between... Being underwhelmed, to put it as generously as possible, by the cast album and knowing what that very specific kind of sentiment uh, that the show extols, while it will certainly make me cry, it will always do it in a way that I feel manipulated by. So because of all that, I have never really had an interest in seeing the show. That changed yesterday, when the cast was announced for the first North American tour. While the company will not feature any above-the-title names, it is filled with phenomenal performances who have been doing great work on Broadway and on tours for years. First up is former Elle Woods and Cynthia Weil, Becky Goldsvig. She will be playing Captain Beverly Bass. We'll also have James Earl Jones II not him, his cousin, uh, who will be playing Bob. The cast will also include Megan McGinnis from Little Women, Les Miz, and James's favorite show, Daddy Longlegs, Andrew Samansky, who played Robert in the Bridges of Madison County tour, and former Tell Me More guest, Christine Toy Johnson, and more. We will have a complete list of the cast. They didn't really reveal who everybody was playing, although we did get some indications from social media posts. The tour will launch from Seattle's Fifth Avenue Theater on October 9th, and it will make its way across the country and finally down here to Orlando in June of 2019 so I hope all or at least most of this cast is still with the show when it gets here because it's a really solid group that I think will do this show very proud if you have noticed on Broadway very rarely if ever do they make announcements when cast members come into the show or leave the show that's because they want to make sure that the focus is on the show I think this cast despite being people that you know some of us in the community are very well aware of they're not big names but they are very very talented people, so I'm excited. I'm also well aware that I will probably end up loving the show and singing its virtues in about 10 months, so you don't need to tell me what I'm missing. I am well aware that I'm sticking my head in the ground and just, you know, being an ostrich? Is it ostrich that does that? Um, Yeah, so I, I know I'm not a smart man, so I apologize in advance, and you can fact check me in 10 months after I see the show. Next up, yesterday, TDF announced that they would be trying something a little bit new at their Lincoln Center TKTS location. Beginning today, instead of showing what the discount for the ticket would be for a specific show, they're just going to tell you what the actual price is. Huh, what a novel concept. This will be done on a trial basis to quote, help patrons have all the information they need as they choose their production revolutionary now i enjoy scheduling my shows one of my trips to new york down to the minute to maximize my theater going time so i i don't really have the nerve to try tkts and i haven't done it in years but i would imagine that by just posting the percentage off that invariably leads to every single person asking so how much is that TDF said that if the trial is successful and quote, it proves feasible to track actual prices on TKTS's multiple ticketing systems, they will roll out the change at other locations soon. I would imagine that this would be incredibly helpful at the Times Square location alone, just in speeding up that line. So good for TDF. I'm sure that it's a logistical nightmare in there when you're dealing with so many different ticket sites and theater owners and shows. I'm sure it's a logistical nightmare, but I hope this test goes well. I am firmly on team make it easier for people to buy theater tickets, so I hope this works. Next up, we've got a pair of shows that have opened in the last few days that I wanted to make sure you heard their reviews. First, last night, the Public Theater's Shakespeare in the Park production of Kamikwe, Armagh, and Shayna Taub's musical adaptation of Shakespeare's Twelfth Night, opened at the Delacorte Theater, starring Nikki M. James, Atto Blankinson-Wood, Shuler Hensley, Andrew Kober, and Taub herself. It'll play in Central Park through August 19th. Let's talk about the reviews. First up, Ben Brantley in the New York Times he wrote an absolutely glowing review. He starts his article, quote, Still looking for that ideal summer getaway? Have I got a paradise for you. It's called Illyria, and it materializes, like a beachside brigadoon, for just 90 nocturnal minutes in the green heart of Central Park, courtesy of the sorcerers responsible for the public theater's blissful musical adaptation of Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. This being an offering of the public's free Shakespeare in the park, your money has no value here. Even better, this is a place where people of all ages, races, and genders live in harmony with just enough gossip and misunderstanding to keep things interesting. Turning now to Nicole Sarator, aka Mildly Bitter Musings. Uh, she's writing for Variety. She said, quote, Kwame Kwe Armah and Shana Tobbs' musicalized Twelfth Night is the kind of outdoor summer theater that transcends bad weather. Even if the skies crackle with lightning and showers soak you in your seat, as happened to this critic, her, not me, I haven't seen it, you'll still leave Central Park's Delacorte Theater beaming. The co-creators take Shakespeare's themes and wrap them in an ebullient package, making sure everything about this production, from the inclusive casting to the use of American Sign Language to the invitation to the audience to come mingle with the cast on stage to start, says welcome. With a score of catchy tunes and ardent performances, it is a happy marriage of a classic play with a contemporary execution. Finally, Matt Winman of AM New York said, quote, Of the many productions of Shakespeare's Twelfth Night I have seen in recent years, this is by far the most bright and upbeat. The play's famous opening line of helpless melancholy, if music be the food of love, play on, has become the inspiration for a celebratory opening number while the finale promotes empathy and compassion. The show is running for another two and a half weeks, so if you get a chance, head over to Central Park early in the day. Wait in line because it sounds like it'll be well worth the time spent. Okay, moving on to another show. On Monday night, the New York Theatre Workshop production of Marcus Gardley's The House That Will Not Stand opened off-Broadway, directed by Liliana Blaine Cruz. The show was set in the heat of summer in 1813 when Louisiana passed from France to the United States. On the eve of the transfer in a house in mourning, freedom hangs in the balance for a steely widow and her three eligible daughters, all free women of color. The show is scheduled to run through August 12th. First up, back to Ben Brantley. Uh, he wrote in the New York Times, quote, when you hear a drum beat as you're watching Marcus Gardley's The House That Will Not Stand, sit up and pay attention. It's likely to be the prelude to a flash of wondrousness. Drums are what herald two extraordinary monologues in this densely packed, erratic comic drama directed by Liliana Blaine-Cruz. Their percussive insistence shapes two separate instances when both a character and the play that has hitherto confined her soar into a stratosphere of freedom. Sarah Holdren for Vulture said, quote, It's an elegant narrative formation and one that lends itself to heightened theatricality. The New Yorker has described Gardley as the heir to Garcia Lorca, Perindello, and Tennessee Williams. And like the last of those writers, the playwright has a penchant for knitting together poetic flights with sharp, sassy social observation, not to mention a liking for intricate novel-like marginalia. Finally, Helen Shaw, writing for Time Out New York, gave the show 4 out of 5 stars, writing, quote, Though it's luscious and structurally artful, the play seems someone divided against itself. In the first half, Gardley changes Lorca's, the author of the novel the play is based on, mood from Spanish lyric tragedy to ribald French comedy, and Liliana Blaine Cruz steers the deft cast through tart and sharply funny exchanges, backhanded insults, and dirty jokes. As things grow more intense in the second half, Gardley tries to change the plot's hardwired doom and gloom to notes of uplift and liberation, putting the full power of his poetry into that task. But the characters seem to fight him, and their stated motivations begin swinging wildly. Is Beatrice sex positive or not? Does she value freedom or not? Having started on firm foundations, this excellent play seems to shudder at the last. Despite those quibbles, it sounds like this show is certainly worth seeing. Again, it only runs through August 12th, barring some last minute extension. So get over to NYTW. NYTW, yeah, I got those initials right. Get over to NYTW and see this show if you can. Finally, now, I wanted to let you know that over at Broadway World, we have collected a number of audience videos from the Hollywood Bulls production of Annie, starring David Allen Greer, Anna Gasteyer, Leia Salonga, Megan Hilty, Roger Bark, Ali Stroker, and more. So check out the link to those in the show notes. Obviously, a wonderful cast of a really fun, uplifting show. And before we go, I did want to mention that stage and screen legend, three-time Tony nominee, in fact, Alan Alda, revealed on TV yesterday that he is battling Parkinson's disease. Uh, We'll have a little bit more information about that in the show notes, but we wanted to send out our best to Alan Alda, who is, of course, one of our biggest fans. Anyway, all right. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt James will be back tomorrow, so we will talk to you then. Have a wonderful hump day, everybody.